You're getting the most out of being at a game with American Express. The card member entrance, the lounge, and out tip off. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Well, welcome everyone to our Bleacher Report, NCAA Digital, March Madness, men's basketball, pre, 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 pre-season, power 36, for 2023-24, but before we get to that, and I know it's going to change a million different ways with the transfer portal, with NIL, and of course with the NBA early entry draft declaration, deadline, and then withdrawal process, and we do this every year where we throw it out after the final four, and we adjust as we go along, and really the final one is more over the summer when we really know the rosters, and that's just the world we're in right now. Um, because we're not going to know full rosters until then. So let me just put a bow on what we just saw in Houston. Uh, it was a coronation. Um, UConn had a very odd season because they weren't picked to win the Big East. They weren't ranked early in the season. Then they get off to this unbelievable start, 14-0. I saw them in Portland. They were dominant. They won their half of the PK tournament. Uh, Purdue won the other half. And they get to number two in the country. They do not lose a non-conference game. And then in January, you know, things go sideways, but they didn't have an injury. They didn't have major adversity. They just weren't defending. And they're losing games, close games a lot of the times. Uh, probably the St. John's game is the crazy one. Seton all on the road. That's the game that Dan Early had COVID. I think Kamani Young, the assistant, had COVID. And look, Luke Murray did a good job. There was a last-second shot, so I don't want to put anything on him. He's a great assistant. Um, but obviously, things were a little askew for that game, and they lose in the last possession at Seton Hall. They end up losing eight Big East games, uh, including one in the conference tournament. Um, so they don't end up uh, winning the conference tournament. Marquette, no one had either, wins it, wins the uh, postseason. Tyler Kolick, not on the radar. Is Big East play of the year, not Adama Sanogo. And so they enter as a four seed. So they were seeded to their record. But had they not gone sideways, they probably would have been a one or a two. Um, only down to Iona for a smidge. The only team that got within a couple possessions in a second half was Saturday, uh, excuse me, Monday night, San Diego State. Gets it to six. It was by far the most dominating performance we've seen in quite some time. Um, no question about it. So what they've done in a short amount of time is remarkable because even though they win a championship in 2014 with Kevin Ollie, uh, we know going in the American was not a great move. They had to do it for football. They do that. The big East is their home. It's where they're better served. Whatever happens with football, whatever, uh, you know, 500 bowl game. Okay, fine. But it's a basketball school. Let's not kid ourselves. And they're, they're perfect for the Big East. The Big East needs them. They need the Big East. It's a great relationship. So, impressive. 
Um, I will also say this. What we saw was an unpredictable season tournament, but a predictable team finishing in UConn, in, in, in the tournament, I should say, not overall, as I just said. Miami, great run. We got to start looking at them in the narrative of an elite ACC program. It's not just Duke, Carolina, and Virginia. Come on. Florida Atlantic, great pieces that fit. And by the way, and we'll talk about momentarily, they are back. I mean, excuse me, they're, they're coming back next year because all those guys, for the most part, will come back. Dusty May has done a great job. And then San Diego State, not Brian Dutcher's best team, yet played their tails off so hard defensively, and the result is a trip to the Final Four, first for a Mount West team. Um, I think overall, uh, the reason for this is threefold. We've got older teams because of three reasons. One, portal. Two, NIL. And three, the COVID year. We got two more seasons to cycle it all out. Um, and if you are marginal MBA or not MBA, you're staying because you can now. And they're going to make it worth your while in some form or fashion. And these teams are older. They're more experienced. And I think we're going to see more of this in the short term um, where there's going to be teams that are going to rise up because they are older. Uh, the one-and-done recipe, I think the last time we've seen a team that was dominated by one-and-dones win a championship was 2012 Kentucky. So we are going on 11 years since a team dominated by one-and-dones won. Uh, and I don't think we're going to see that. And by the way, with the new collective bargaining agreement with the NBA and the NBA PA, uh, it's here to stay. You're still going to need one year before you go to the NBA. Is it going to be college? Is it going to be the G League Ignite? Is it going to be overtime elite? Or is it going to be overseas of you know something? So you have options, but it's not going to be direct to the NBA. So uh, great season, great tournament. In fact, we had a buzzer beater in the semifinal. Everyone was like, oh no, Florida Atlantic, San Diego State. And it was the best game. Lamont Butler with the buzzer beater. Tremendous. I am very privileged to have been there. Believe it or not, that was my 31st Final Four. Um, and uh, it was quite a run traveling the country, covering all this uh, from the conference tournament week in Chicago to Denver for the first and second round to New York for the Sweet 16, which unbelievable games between Michigan State and K-State. Marquise Noel, don't forget about his performances there. Uh, you know, and then uh, Florida Atlantic beating K-State in a great game, and then obviously the Final Four. Um, and while it was not as close as we would have liked with UConn and Miami and UConn and San Diego State, we did have drama later, but it was actually uh, beautiful to watch because of the way they handled themselves, the way they just um, played great basketball at both ends of the court, two of everything, little Noah's Ark. All right, so here's what I want to do with our 36. We're going to go 36 to 1, but I want to just say this overall as an overall theme, because I'm not going to get in the weeds with all these teams because the roster is going to change. But I will say this as an umbrella. The Big East is going to be loaded. You'll see that here. Big East is going to have absolute domination here uh, going forward. No question about it. Um, and so, you know, with that being said, um, the, the, the sorry, the, the screen got covered there for a second. Um the Big East is going to be loaded. We're going to see Big East teams dominate. Um, I think the title conversation, uh, we will see that um, in the in the short term, long term. I think this is going to be a great renaissance for the Big East. I think we're going to see 
um, a number of teams from, again, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the SEC, the ACC, the PAC, and the Mountain West. But it's going to be a Big East-led narrative with UConn, Marquette, and Creighton for sure. So let me rattle through these, just giving you an overview. And so much has to change. All right. So Boise State at 36. I do think that Leon Rice has enough back to get there. Already at 35, Providence, part of that Big East narrative. We know Kim English has retained uh, Hopkins and Carter. That's great news for them. K-State, I know it's going to be a basically a new roster, but I believe in Jerome Tang, the Naismith Coach of the Year. Memphis, again, this is faith in Penny Hardaway. TCU, I know they're going to lose Mike Miles, but Jamie Dixon has it going there. Auburn with Bruce Pearl. Um, again, I feel like the talent won't be drained. Oregon. There's no way we're going on three years with Dana Alban not being able to get in and have a sustainable program. Uh, New Mexico, the big news there, House and Mashburn back. Uh, that is massive news for the Lobos. They hit a tailspan late in the season, but I think that they're going to be right there to challenge near the top of the Mountain West. Northwestern, I know Boo Booey declared for the draft, but he held open the eligibility. My gut is he will return. Same with Chase Adige giving them that backcourt. Now, that could change. If Boo's out, they're going to have to drop. Carolina, Armando, Armando Baycott we know is back, and we already know that uh, R.J. Davis is back. They've got good recruits, confident. The Gonzaga is a faith-based pick right there because it's going to be a new roster. Anton Watson's going to come back. Um, you know, we're going to have to see how it all shakes out with the rest of that group. Um, ben Gregg, I think he'll be a really strong player for him. Nolan Hickman. Um, I know they're losing, obviously, Timmy. And I think Julian Strother will stay in the draft, but we'll wait and see. Again, San Diego State, whole host of seniors leaving. But I got faith in Brian Dutcher delivering the Aztecs a new crop that's going to be right there, that's going to defend and rebound. Hopefully they got a little more scoring. USC, again, they're going to have a core group back. Maryland, uh, Jameer Young, he's back, and I got to believe in the Terps. Houston, again, Kelvin Sampson, they will be there in some form or fashion. Same with Arkansas, and I know Baylor losing to L.J. Cryer. That hurts, but Scott Drew consistently has the Bears in the mix. We can say the same thing for Nate Oates. Obviously, Kansas, I don't think they'll stay at 18, but we have to assume we know Wilson's gone. If Grady Dick stays in the draft, it's going to look a little different at the begin, beginning of the season. Just heard from Bill Self. He's coming back um, at his news conference. Ohio State, even if they lose Sensabaugh, that core group, will return. They made a run in the Big Ten tournament. St. Mary's, uh, their whole team is essentially going to be back, at least their core, led by Aiden Mahaney. Arizona, waiting to see what uh, um, Azula Stubulus does, because if he's back, they could be even higher than that. But we got to wait and see. But I think Tommy Lloyd will have this group refocus for next season. Tennessee, same thing. Zakai Ziegler, assuming he's healthy and he's back, they're going to be in the mix. Rodney Terry, Losing a lot, but it's Texas. Great run. I fully have faith that the Longhorns will be in this grouping. Xavier, what are they going to lose? But Sean Miller 2.0, it's working in Cincinnati. A&M, most of their guys back that contributed, I think, will be returning. Duke, great recruiting class. We'll wait to see who returns uh, and to see if they have some veterans. The same with Kentucky. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 
8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. Purdue could return their, almost their entire team. And you say, well, how are they number number one? They're one seed. They won the Big Ten regular season tournament. Because clearly, the end of the season for Purdue, save the tournament, did not go well for them. I was there for their losses to Northwestern and Maryland. Uh, they lost Indiana at home. They got swept by the Hoosiers. They've got to add in the portal. Matt Painter told me that. So I, I want to see something from Purdue to change that roster just a little bit. Even with Edie back, they've got to get more athletic on the perimeter. Florida Atlantic may return the whole team. Love that team. Nick Boyd calling me out. Love it. Uh, I, I'm really, I, I think that team's going to be really good. And by the way, Florida Atlantic is in the American next season. Houston in the Big 12 next season. Uh, Michigan State, if that group returns, and, and it could, uh, Walker, Hogard, Eakins, um, Hall could come back. Uh, I, my gut is Hauser may be the only one that leaves. They're going to be right there to push to be in the top three. UCLA, Again, losing Hawkins and Campbell, but great recruits, good young team. Creighton, most of that team could be back. They could be challenging for number one. Marquette, same deal. Miami, uh, again, the core group could all be back. And UConn. So let's discuss them for a minute. Jordan Hawkins, he's a pro. I fully expect Hawkins to stay in the draft, declare, stay in. Adonis Sonogo is interesting because as a big man like that, you would say, okay, um, what is out there for him? If it's 10 years ago, 15 years ago, no question he's a lock for somewhere high up in the first round. I need to do a little digging here. Where does he stand right now? Yes, he can make threes, and that's huge because we see like the Embiid's of the world, the bigs can make threes. The problem with Edie is, and I don't think he should start shooting threes. His game is inside, and so a specific team is going to want want that. Is it Denver? Um, you know, a team's going to want to have, you know, 10 minutes off the bench from a player like that to change the narrative of the game. Sonogo certainly is uh, more athletic, more versatile offensively. Not as tall. Uh, but is he ready for the NBA? Is he NBA first round? I don't know. We need to find out. And if the, they can change the international rules for NIL, he may stay. I don't think it's a lock he's gone. So you've got that in there. Andre Jackson Jr., I could see definitely coming back. Um, you know, I think the UConn will be right there until we know their roster, because technically the whole roster could come back, essentially. I mean, I know uh, Calcaterra can't, but 
for the most part, that roster can return. And until we know, why not? Make them one, see if they knock out that perch at the beginning of the season. So, look, we see some familiar names. Um, you'll see there we've got American represented by Florida Atlantic. We've got WCC, although St. Mary's ahead of Gonzaga. It's the first time I've ever done that uh, because of the roster return. Um, Mount West still represented. But we're looking at, of the Power Six conferences, it is going to be Big East heavy. Big East heavy. In terms of what could change here, um, you know, I, I could see Creighton Marquette moving up, UConn Miami moving a little down if they lose a lot of guys. Uh, I could see Michigan State moving up if everyone comes back. Uh, if Purdue adds someone like an LJ Cryer who's now in the portal, sure, they could move up. So I think we got to see how this all shakes out. We will be doing this again around the early entry deadline in May, around the draft deadline in June, and then that'll all shake out with the portal as well. So we're going to do this a couple more times before we really settle in in the summer to get you a sense of looking forward into next season uh, for some of the names that I think will return uh, and and make college basketball again. Uh, you know, one of the most uh, entertaining sports, certainly on the calendar, to me, March Madness is unrivaled in the American sporting landscape. It's the best because you do not know. It's reality TV. Every time you turn it on, you have no idea. And I go back to that game Saturday night. Everyone was all sky is falling. Oh, no, we got Florida Atlantic, San Diego State. Ended up being the best game in the Final Four. And we had great drama. You cannot script that. Uh, whatever the ratings are, they are. Uh, bottom line is fans love drama we all love drama and we got it on saturday night wonderful um hey during the regular season during the tournament i really appreciate the engagement from everyone here it has been tremendous so before i get out of here i gotta take some questions from you guys um and uh where we go here all right let's get some questions here creating anywhere lower than 10 is a crime uh well will i did not have creighton lower than 10 uh, John L. Davis and FU will be back in the final four, says Tory Reed. Um, yeah, they certainly could be. It's just hard to get there, as we know. Look, they almost lost to Memphis and they played FDU, not Purdue. Glenn Marriott says, Fear the Turtle. Uh, I agree. Maryland could be challenging for the Big Ten title. Will, Arizona is going to be 10 and 17 all year, one scrape above top 10 unless Boswell returns in a prime magic. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, we'll be in the 10 to 17 range. Um, yeah, they certainly could be. We've got to see what the roster is. He tells me not to sleep on Arkansas. That says the X factor. I'm not sleeping. I got them in the top 20. So uh, top 25 for sure. But I got to see the roster. Ed says, thanks for your support for Rutgers basketball. Um, again, I thought about Rutgers. I saw Seth Davis from the Athletic had Rutgers at 25. Paul Mulcahy's back. Uh, although he has, I don't know, officially announced at camp. Spencer's back. Got to wait on Cliff Amore, Andre Hyatt. Um, and see who else is fully back. But certainly they could be and should be a tournament team. How is LSU not there? They've got the ninth best recruiting class. Well, I was in on uh, Loom. I was in on LSU early. The problem was then they completely flamed out. Um, KG Williams, I mean, they just didn't, Matt McMahon, they didn't have a good season. So I got to see it more. Jack says Kansas behind Ohio State. Yeah, because I fully expect Kansas to lose a lot. And Ohio State's got a lot back. But maybe I'll be wrong. That's the start. It's April. Uh, St. John's is going to enter that conversation with Rick Pitino coaching the team. 
bacon, egg, and cheese. I thought about St. John's for sure, but I, I have no idea what the roster is. But I have faith in Patino that they will come through, just don't know the roster. Shaheem says, no Indiana. Here's the problem with Indiana. Jalen and Shafino in the draft. Trace Jackson J Davis in the draft. Two best players. Got to see what the rest of the team shakes out. I mean, who else is going to play? Yes, Ian, Jameer Young coming back was huge for the Terps. Uh, Mead Shop says, Colorado will be in the top 25 again. I want to see it. Um, Lakers season says, Aztec's going to be back. I got them in 25. Mosey, no pit. Again, uh, I want to see the entire roster. I thought about pit as well. I really thought about them. Okay, Mason asks, is you kind of blue blood? I have said this before um, on this. Uh well, you know what? I'm going to say, hold on. Don't do it. Hold on. Um, just to answer these last two, I'm going to come back to that. Creighton is a Big East power. Don't worry about that. And Rio says no UVA. I thought about Virginia too. Again, I want to see the roster. Here's the blue blood conversation for you. First off, I don't know who who is the arbiter. Who's the judge and jury of the blue blood? Okay, I'm waiting for Mr. Blue Blood to, or Miss Blue Blood to show up and say, I know what a blue blood is, and I'm the one that came up with it. This is not the theory of relativity here, okay? This is not Jonas Salk. I mean, what did you discover here? You came up with the name? Who are you? All right? Of course UConn's a blue blood. Five national championships since 99. Consistently ranked. Yeah, they had some dips. Everyone has dips. Um, maybe their dips and their droughts were a little longer. They had a big coaching change. And they changed leagues. Um, they also have unbelievable talent that has come through that program. Think about this. I'm in the stands for Westwood One Radio. I go up to talk Saturday and Monday. Kemba Walker Saturday, Ray Allen on Monday. You know who else was there? Rudy Gay, Emeka Okafor. Uh, Charlie Villanueva, uh, Travis Knight, I think I saw, um, uh, Rip Hamilton, and there was a host of others. I mean, their NBA list is ridiculous, okay? Um, the talent, incredible. So, first of all, you know, is there a statute of limitations on Blue Blood, all right? Because Villanova... And we'll see if Kyle Neptune can keep it going. But in that stretch, they were a blue blood. Two national championships, 16 and 18. Multiple trips to the Final Four. I mean, well, another trip to the Final Four in 09. Dominated the Big East during that time in the new Big East. Um, Jay Wright, Hall of Fame coach. NBA talent running through that those doors. Yeah. Um, now, people will push back on me on Gonzaga because they didn't win a title, but they played for the title in 17 and 21. Uh, eight straight, sweet 16s. I've lost track of elite eights. Um, you know, ranked number one countless times. Uh, I love the stat that I think Drew Timmy spent more weeks playing on a team that was number one than wasn't during his career. Um, that was bandied about at some point. And they've now had multiple pros. A number of pros come through there. Number of lottery picks. 
Uh, but I, if your definition is title, fine, whatever. But you know, the last UCLA title was 1995. The last Indiana title was 1987. So, uh, where is the, you know, is there an ending date on those two programs? I think they're still historic, but you cannot even compare what UConn has done since 99. So 25 years coming up on 25 years, right? Uh, versus UCLA and Indiana during that same stretch. Not comparable. I know UCLA went to multiple Final Fours under Ben Allen. I know Indiana went to that Final Four um, in 92 under Bob Knight and then 02 under Mike Davis. Um, but UConn's run still, it's not comparable. So that's my rant on that. Um, so anyway, a couple of last ones here. Arizona definitely needs to pick up somewhere one or two in the portal and FAU having eight or nine key players coming back. What do I think of that? I think that they're not going anywhere. And it's funny, like six conference USA are coming over three American are leaving. Um, so it's sort of like a hybrid of conference USA American now, but yeah, I fully expect it to be Florida Atlantic and Memphis. They had this. Great game, last possession in the tournament. And I fully expect, like Houston and Memphis played three times this season, look for FAU and Memphis to play three times next season. Two regular season, one in the conference tournament. Um, all right, debate this, digest it, ridicule, whatever you want to do, you got it. Our Power 36 post-Final Four uh, is here for all of you. Uh, and we will do this again in probably a month's time when we get to the NBA early entry deadline. So let it all shake out. Roster management is certainly the, the key word here going forward. Appreciate everyone. Thanks to everyone uh, this season. Uh, certainly our team in New York, Atlanta, um, doing an unbelievable job uh, providing all this content. So I appreciate you all. And uh, take care. Thank you.